Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office Equipment Solutions North America wide. Yeah, Digitex does that. D I G I T E X dot C A on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. 136 in Edmonton. Welcome back, everybody. Bob Stoffer at Rogers Place, where mere moments ago, Leon Dreisaitl announcing a $150,000 donation in support of the WE movement in Alberta. And Hockey Helps Kids. His donation will be matched at 50% by the Oilers Foundation for a total of 225000 Dreisaitl will be committing 150000 annually to local charities for eight years. Leon Dreisaitl of the uh, Edmonton Oilers. Bob Stoffer with you on Oilers Now. Royal Pizza, Pizza Past, and so much more. Edmonton owned and operated for 49 years. For menu locations, visit royalpizza.ca. Download the Royal Pizza app from the App Store. The Stoffer recommendation at Royal Pizza is the Mediterranean chicken. All right, let's go to our West Lock Ford text line at 630-630. Tim from Edmonton says, Bob, how many 10-plus million-dollar players can an NHL team have? Anybody who says that we should have kept Taylor Hall is saying that we should have taken Hall over McDavid, and you can't have both. I pick McDavid, says Tim. Tim, in fairness, Taylor Hall had four years left in his deal at $6 million per season. Finances, uh, I do not think were a significant part in why that trade got made. Now, that's being said, what's Hall going to get on the open market when he's a free agent in 2020? I would suggest to you he'll get no less than $8.5 million a year and could get as high as 10 at that time. But I don't think the financial component was the major reason why the move was made. The owners wanted to address the need. They got a stout shutdown right shot D. Taylor uh, continued to evolve as a player and had a tremendous year last year. You can text us at 630-630. Dudley says, Bob, I don't think there are as many question marks as some fans seem to think. The young guys are looking good, and the veterans are looking hungry. The playoffs are in sight this year. That one comes to us from Dudley. Out of Rocky Mountain House, uh, Jim says, Bob, right on for Leon Dreisaitl, good guy. And again, uh, Dreisaitl just announcing downstairs in a uh, media availability that uh, there will be an annual $150,000 donation uh, going to uh, various charities in the uh, city. Uh, this text out of Hay Lakes, Alberta. Uh, Bob, the Oilers playoff was New Arena Hype Ride. Vegas Road, a similar a similar wave last year. Both will balance out. Both played above their actual potential. I, I think Vegas will be good. I just don't know whether or not... Um, whether or not Vegas is going to be able... I think Vegas is going to compete for a playoff spot. I don't think they'll be as good as they were last year. Again, you can text us at 630-630. Tweet us at Oilers now. More texts coming in. 
Mike out of Red Deer says, Bob, way off topic here, but I wanted to touch on the Oilers marketing, especially their new third jersey. As much as I love the Oilers' history and legacy, I feel they lean on it a bit too much. We have a new young team, and I thought that they should have a new look as a third jersey that the team could own as their own. I'd love to see the organization take a new look into the next few years, not a total change, but a healthy refresh uh, instead of circling back to the glory uh, days. That one comes to us from Mike. You know what, Mike? I got to tell you something when it comes to jerseys, okay? And I have a – I got a friend, uh, Jack Cookson with Pro-Am Sports. Uh, you know, he knows the memorabilia business as well as anybody in Western Canada, and he knows sport along with Daily Doug as well as anybody that's listening to the show. But I am not a guy who is hung up on jerseys. So I, I'm probably, and maybe if you've seen some of my appearances on the Oilers Web TV, you'd know that I'm not a clothes horse. Like, I'm just not a guy that is super, oh, I got to have that, like, you know, for me, jerseys are what they are. It's just the way it is. So, but I appreciate your comments. Again, you can text us at 630-630 on our Westlock Ford text line. Uh, this text comes to us from Chuck. He says, Bob, my ex- expectations are very low for the Oilers. I've hoped and hoped and hoped they'd uh, do good. They do not play like every point matters. Other teams seem way more hungry and determined to win. Every game is a must win, all 82 games. I've been mis- uh, disappointed so many times, and actions speak louder than words. That one comes to us from Chuck. You know what, Chuck? That's You, you know what? I mean, missed playoffs 11 out of 12 years. You're going to get texts like that. That comes with the territories. Maybe, 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 says James. You can float your maybes. Meanwhile, Shirelli has failed to ice an NHL-quality defense since he has been here as a GM. Defense was okay two years ago. Team won 47 games for what it's worth. Brian S. says, Bob, I'm getting sick of everybody saying we need Justin Falk. He can't make Carolina. Yes, he can. They have Dougie Hamilton, who last year when he was paired with Mark Giordano, that was a top four pairing in the entire NHL. So they traded Noah Hannafin to Calgary, who they had to shelter in their third pairing, and they replaced him with Dougie Hamilton, who's a top pairing right shot defense. And then they have Brett Pesci, who is paired with Slavin, who is an excellent defenseman as well. Oh, by the way, they signed Kelvin DeHaan to a four-year deal at $4.5 million in the offseason. So he's going to play with Hamilton, and they're going to have Slavin with Pesci. That puts Falk in the third pairing, likely with former Red Deer Rebel Hayden Fleury. But they still have Trevor Van Riemsdyk. And Pesci's making about $4 million a year. Falk's making 4.8, And Dougie Hamilton's at 5.75. Do the math. That's why it is what it is there on that front. All right, uh, 143 in Edmonton still to come. We'll hear from a guy who had a real good weekend this past weekend. Brad Lauer won his first two games as a Western Hockey League head coach as the Edmonton Oil Kings swept the Red Deer Rebels. We are live at Rogers Place, and this is Oilers Now. This is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. 146 in Edmonton. To this day in Oilers history, brought to you by New West Travel, Edmonton's premier travel company. They remind you that by booking with a travel agency, it will provide you with peace of mind wherever you travel. 
On this day, 1979, the Edmonton Oilers acquired Jim Harrison from the Chicago Blackhawks for future considerations. He played three games at the Oilers, not registering a single point. Jim Harrison was a fantastic junior for the Estevan Bruins. Uh, played for the Maple Leafs in the NHL. Was sort of, uh, I don't know, six foot, six foot one, about 195 pounds, which was a big guy back in the uh, early 70s. And then was an absolute star in the World Hockey Association with the Oilers. Ten points in one game. When he went to Chicago, he suffered a significant back injury. And that back injury and how Alan Eagleson, his agent, and Bill Wirtz, the owner of the Chicago Blackhawks, uh, Harrison basically got screwed in an injury settlement because Alan Eagleson had backdoored it. So Eagleson was supposed to be representing the player. He had backdoored a deal with Bill Wirtz, dollar Bill Wirtz, the owner of the Chicago Blackhawks, one of the most powerful men in hockey that screwed over Jim Harrison. And that was part of Eagleson's undoing. The Liberals appointed uh, Alan Eagleson uh, either to the Order of Canada or something to that effect, and he got booted right out of there. And uh, it was quite a – I mean, Alan Eagleson was a power broker in the league. He had Bobby Orr, right? So he was a big-time agent back in the day. So interesting stuff with Jim Harrison. Uh, this day in Oilers history brought to you by New S Travel, who remind you to book with a travel agent that has access to exclusive benefits that will make your dollars travel further. Call the travel experts at newestravel.com. Edmonton Oil Kings swept the Red Deer Rebels. Let's talk to their head coach, Brad Lauer. Brad, you couldn't have asked for a better start to the season. You open up with a two-game sweep of the uh, Red Deer Rebels, uh, and you know you outshot them in both games, had the territorial flow in the play. Uh, your Corsi would have been really good, but with all seriousness, a uh, pretty good start for your hockey club. Yeah, you know, I'm very, very pleased with it. I mean, I really thought, I mean, obviously Friday was really exciting for us with the home opener. Uh, with You know, had a really good crowd on hand, and I thought our guys came out and, and played really well. And we did a lot of things that we've been working on and, and uh, need, still need to keep building on things, but um, a, lot, a lot of positives. All right. Uh, maybe just a, a thought process on sort of who led the charge. I know Fix Volansky had a big weekend uh, offensively. Uh, Lesheville scored, uh, I think, three goals over the course of the weekend as well. Yeah, you know, you know that, that line played very well for us offensively. They created a lot of opportunities for themselves, you know, getting capitalizing uh, a couple on the power play in the first game. And then, uh, you know, again in the second game, Trey got a nice nice goal with a feed from a neighbors uh, in the back door. Um, you know, our goaltenders, both goalies played very well for us. Uh, you know, game one, uh, Boston played really well, made some big saves. Didn't get a lot of work early in the, in the period, in the first period, but um, we had some breakdowns defensively that uh, he was there to make the big save. And then obviously our new goalie, Dylan uh, Miskew, uh, game two in, in Red Deer, uh, made some big saves at us for us at key times. How important is it? I mean, look, you know, sometimes they say that uh, losing reveals character, but sometimes it gets revealed when you win as well. You guys want to create the right culture in here the right way, create some positive energy. But you also want 
want to play differently. You, want to, you know, everybody says, well, we want to play quicker, play faster. Mm-hmm. Do you think you start, you know, based on the shot count, the, the inference yeah. would be you did have that going on. You know, we, we did some, we did some good things. I mean, everything we everything we teach and, and want to want to work on for our for our team is is obviously defense is first, and we 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 talk about playing D zone fast, and really what what we're just trying to accomplish is to have a mindset of trying to outnumber as quick as we can. And the most important thing is uh, whoever's the first guy back, whether it's a defenseman or, or first forward, is we're looking trying to get make contact quick, uh, stop stop progression, and then work on second quicks for transition, and and then then feed off the off then feed off the transition for offense with D jumping up, uh, creating four guys in a rush as much as possible. And you know at, at times I thought we did a good job of that, and there was some times where we had some breakdowns. But uh, you know it, it's it's a work in progress. You get the two wins. Uh, Brad Lauer joining us, head coach of the Edmonton Oil Kings. Tell us about the schedule coming up this week. What do you got going on? Uh, well, another another good uh, good matchup for us uh, to see where we're, where we're at. Is we're playing Medicine Hat on Wednesday, and uh, really looking. They took it to Lethbridge on Friday night. I think some people thought Lethbridge was going to be the the power in the division, but they had a good night. You're right. You know, you're right. So I, I mean, every they've always have a good team. They're well, they're a well coached team. You know, uh, we know that we're going to get their best, and it'll be good for us to see uh, to put us against the other top guys that in the league that everyone's saying is so that'll be a really good matchup then we go then we play uh, swift current at home here on friday night and in calgary on saturday which is going to be another good test for us so uh, a big weekend for us a week ahead of us and uh, you know we, we don't try to look too far down the road we're just for, for our group right now we we talked about the start uh, we got a good two we, we we got a good start now but we need to, we can't look behind us we've got to look ahead of us and right now we're medicine hats the next team Brad, thanks for your time. Great, thank you. It's interesting. Medicine Hat is coached uh, by Sean Clouston, uh, who has been with the Tigers organization for a number of years. He actually played at the University of Alberta for a year in 85-86 when the Bears won. Uh, that was the last national championship that uh, the uh, Claire Drake won as head coach at the U of A. And, and then Clouston went to junior, went to Portland after that for a couple of years. But for a number of years, Sean Clouston's been with Medicine Hat. Willie Desjardins is living in Medicine Hat. And I wonder whether or not if there's some challenges there with the Tigers if Willie Desjardins, who at one time was Clouston's boss, doesn't resurface in a GM slash head coach role with the Medicine Hat Tigers who still do a lot of their scouting and uh, selecting players out of Batham draft out of the Edmonton area. They've always been a heavily influenced uh, franchise in that regard. Bob Green, who's with the Oilers organization, uh, was one of those guys when he was in Medicine Hat who uh, mined the talent in Edmonton. You can text us at 630-630 on the Westlot Ford text line. This from Clement, who says, Bob, you're right. The pace of play, the speed is very telling so far. Prediction, Nugent Hopkins scores 40 goals. Well, I think he'll get 30. If he plays 60 games with McDavid, I think RNH is going to get 30 goals. But I do think I like the pace that the Oilers are playing with. And it, it's, it's about the process and the structure. And, I, and again, we've only had the big horse going once. And he is the big horse. He's the guy. And the players all know he's the guy. And the players are the first to know. When you're getting picked at Connor McDavid's age by the players for the Ted Lindsay Award at 20 and 21, pretty much says it all. Right? Says a lot. That's for sure. Uh, There's confidence, I can tell you, with Bouchard's ability to move the puck on the back end from his peers. There's an appreciation for the competitiveness that Yamamoto has shown. And for Yessa Pugliarvi, who has been a uh, guy that a lot of people have had a lot of discussion with 
uh, I think there's some respect that he's grown a bit too. Those are exciting uh, attributes to, or exciting things that are going on with this year's edition of the Oilers, who again today made five moves. Cooper Marodi did not need to clear waivers. He was sent down to Bakersfield. Got into three preseason games. Scotty Upshaw never got into a game, had a tweak with his knee. I know Jack Michaels tweeted out about half an hour ago that Todd McClellan said, don't rule out the possibility that maybe there's an opportunity for Upshaw. Maybe Upshaw goes to Bakersfield, gets himself healthy and up, and gets a chance. We'd wait and see on that front. Uh, so we talked about Marodi, we talked about Upshaw, and then three players that needed to clear waivers to play in Bakersfield uh, because uh, they've accrued enough uh, time as uh, professional players. Keegan Lowe on defense, Kevin Gravel on defense, and Brad Malone. Oilers down to 29 bodies, 16 forwards, 10 D, including Andre Sekera, who is on LTIR, and the three goaltenders. I expect Cam Talbot will start tomorrow against Vancouver. Does Montoya get a start at home? I think you got to give Koskinen a start at home here. So that'll be an intriguing situation to watch as well. Tomorrow, it is uh, wow, rugged from Saskatoon. Bob, I think the Edmonton Oilers will finish with three of the top ten scores in the league. Well, I got news for you. If the Oilers finish with three of the top ten scores in the league, Edmonton's going to win 50 games if that happens. That's uh, pretty hard to do. Tomorrow, Stoffer Inspector, presented by Horse Racing Alberta, featuring live standard bred racing at Northlands Park every Friday evening and Saturday afternoon. So uh, we'll have the bulk of the show here for you tomorrow. We'll have a hit out of Vancouver as well. Right now, though, we're going to head off to a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell and into the 6.30 Chad News with uh, Jalen I and Andrew Gross. Tonight, Reed Wilkins Inside Sports. Morley Scott will have the coaches show with Edmonton Eskimos head coach Jason Moss, who uh, had a tough one in Ottawa on Saturday afternoon. So long, everybody, from Rogers Place. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.